Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Beanie Boys. My name's Archer. My name's Jan. And uh, today we have a special guest with us. Uh, <laughs> what is that? I, I didn't know that was my cue. I didn't know if I, like, I was supposed to say something. So, yeah, what's up, guys? How's it going? Good, man. Um, thanks for having me on the on the podcast. Of course. For those of you who uh, don't know, Yes. So my first name is Quay. Last name is Hugh. Um, on social media, I go by around Q. That's around. And then the letter Q. Uh, I am a photographer, commercial photographer and uh, owner of uh, Create Coffee and Studio in Orlando. Um, yeah. Now, did you start the studio for photography or coffee and then you blended them together or did you start coffee first and then you kind of went into the other? Yeah, so I, it was a little bit of both. So I um, have a pretty strong background in photography and um, a bigger passion in coffee. So photography and coffee were two of my passions. Um, in regards to the history, how I, I kind of thought and schemed this up, um, so I travel a lot when I was um, a full-time freelance photographer traveling around the world, um, different countries and all over the U.S. I you know, tend to hang out at a lot of coffee shops like most freelancers and most people do. They'll sit around and, and kind of work at coffee shops and work out of them. So I got to know a lot of the baristas. I got to understand the origins, understand some of the coffee more and, 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 and how it's uh, lattes, espresso, and, and you know where some of the origins come from and the taste and the notes and stuff like that. So I got more into it. I started understanding and drinking more black coffee. And that was one of my, uh, became one of my passions. It was kind of whenever I traveled, I would look for like the best local coffee shop and just kind of hang out and, and just, you know, come to my office for that day. So back in Orlando, I had an office I was paying for, um, but I was never there because I was always hanging out at coffee shops. And I just felt like, you know, one day I, I thought to myself, like, damn, I'm paying for office space. I'm spending money at coffee shops. I'm spending money at the studio, you know, but there's nothing that really incorporates all those things that are part of my passion. But I also know a lot of other photographers and a lot of other bloggers and creatives. They love coffee shops too. So I wanted to kind of create a community space where it catered to creatives and it catered to people like, like us, whether it's a podcast, whether you're a coder, whether you're a graphic designer, blogger, uh, freelancer of any sort. So that's how the world kind of combines my love of photography and coffee. Yeah. How long have you been photography? Um, I bought my first, it, it's hard to say, right? Because I bought my, my first DSLR back in 2008. So that's when you guys are probably still a sperm in your daddy sack. <laughs> Just hanging around, you know? Just hanging around. I think I was, uh, I think I was nine years old in 2000. I think I was like 14, 15 okay. at the time. So, um, 2008, I bought my first camera. It was a Nikon D60. 
And I bought that camera because um, my daughter was born and funny story is, right? Because I didn't really know anything about photography. I just thought like, oh, anybody could take a picture. I was still under that mindset, like expensive cameras take good pictures, right? Mm -hmm. The worst, the worst thing that you can ever assume. Just buy the expensive stuff. It works better, right? Yeah. So uh, I went to a really funny story. I went to um, uh, one of these photo studios and, and I was like, hey, how much for like newborn pictures? And they quoted me like eight, nine hundred dollars. And I was like, I was like fabricast. I was just like, what? I think I can buy a picture. I can buy a camera so I can buy a camera and take just as good pictures. Right. Long behold, I bought a Nikon D60. I tried to take some pictures and I sucked. I'm like, okay, this shit is like a little bit harder than I originally thought. It's not that easy. Um, but, you know, the more I used it, the more I kind of grew into it started using it more and i would say roughly around 2012 2013 2014 around those three years i started to take, take it a little bit more serious so i switched over from nikon to uh canon and then i think my biggest jump in interest for photography is when i finally decided to go full frame right because now i'm using like l-series glass um I was, you know, I bought a, a 5D Mark II. At that time, it was like one of the best full-frame cameras. I bought some nice L-glass and I really invested in it. So that's when I, I was like, okay, I got to learn this and understand a little bit more. And then from there, I just, my passion for it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And everywhere I went, I used to take my camera everywhere with me. Uh, whether it was like on a lunch break, um, I used to not take lunch. I used to just kind of grab and go and like I would kind of force myself to kind of go all over Orlando, look for different angles, look for different places and different places to shoot. Just kind of like really discover Orlando. So that's how one of my uh, one of my accounts called Around Orlando, how that's kind of started up was because I was going everywhere around Orlando taking pictures. So that's, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be a trend because now we're starting to go all around Orlando, the coffee shops to, to record the podcast, which is, I don't know, it's kind of funny. Um, but going back to, to what you mentioned about the cameras and all that, um, did you ever find yourself at a point where you wanted to transition away from kind of like the, the visual medium and just go to digital art at all? Or were you strictly just like under I, that I photographer? Say, I would say the opposite. I would say like... When I was younger, I used to draw a lot and, and do it a lot. And um, by nature, I'm a graphic designer. So when I went and got my bachelor's, my bachelor's degree in MIS, I actually have a design minor. Okay. So I had to take like Photoshop, Lightroom, yeah, um, InDesign. Yeah. So you learned all the. All yeah. The so little... I I was like using like Photoshop one literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back back in the day. OG. Yeah. <laughs> Corel, you know what's crazy is Corel uh, Corel uh, Draw was like a big program back then it was oh, like I, I think i know what you're talking about yeah yeah wow oh wow that's crazy yeah so it's way 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 back but you know i i learned a lot of those programs back then so i started the opposite way so that's why i think i kind of have an upper advantage to some other photographers that are just starting out because mm -hmm. if, if you have a design background you you already know the composition you already know how to edit your pictures you already know a lot of the editing aspect so essentially 50 percent of your work is already done now mm -hmm. all you got to do is worry about taking the pictures and understanding the cameras and settings yeah yeah have you ever found that um working in a creative studio slash 
coffee shop, you've met people that have gone off to like become really well-known people. So basically, have you met anyone that's become famous through here? Um, doesn't have to be like globally. I mean, just even like Orlando famous is, I mean, is cool. I think I'm the only famous one. Hey, no, I'm just <laughs> uh, well, let's pack no. it up. Uh, we're all done. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, they, I mean, we're, we've only been around for 10 months. Oh, wow. So it's, we haven't been here for that long. You guys, so. you guys seem like you've been established for a while. That's crazy. Yeah. So we're still, we're still fairly new in the coffee scene. So, um, nobody that I've really known yet, yeah, that you know but, you know, I'm meeting new people every single day. Now, what I have done is I've connected a lot of people. Right. So because I know people here all the time, like people come in here because they know this is a creative space and they say, hey Q, um, you know, I need a videographer or I need a photographer, can you do this, can you do that? If, if I can't take on the work nine out of 10 times, I'll refer people. So like videographers, um, drone pilots artists even the web and web and graphic designers i have kind of like networked and connected people essentially that's what i really wanted to be right just a big community of people that just are connecting and and using each other's services and just building a strong creative community around coffee mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you kind of built up the best like natural way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I I just started thinking, I don't know, it's just like the the entrepreneur in me. I was thinking of how you can incorporate the later the letter H. So it's like the headquarters HQ. I don't know. It's oh, like yeah. the headquarters for creatives. I don't know. That's cool. But I <laughs> call it the HQ. HQ. <laughs> HQ. I don't know. <laughs> but um how, so you've been around here for 10 months how long have you been in orlando so i moved here so i was i was raised in south florida okay. uh, a little town or city called hollywood oh yeah we so know I, hollywood. yeah so I, I lived down there till i was roughly around 23 24 okay and then i moved to orlando um so i've been in orlando for pretty much over 20 years now wow so yeah, that's about half, cool. half of my lifetime in orlando yeah but, i um i actually i moved from cuba when i was young so when i was okay. two so basically my whole life is you know florida i've never really lived anywhere else yeah. so it was always like weird kind of like going to different cities in, in florida and seeing how like different the vibe was so like i lived in tampa and everyone was just like i don't know very trampy and they call it trampa and yeah. i came to orlando and everyone's just like i don't know they're they're too happy i don't know they're, it's like disney they're all like you know super excited and running around so i, I, I will tell you that orlando is um, a much nicer place and people are, are not much nicer here than in south florida <laughs> people down there are just rude as fuck sometimes especially miami oh. yeah <laughs> but um yeah i uh I actually, I really like coffee. So, I mean, that's why we started the podcast, the Beanie Boys, the, you know, coffee, coffee beans. beans. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's what, we got to like work at the same place together. So we just thought about it. We were like, hey, let's try opening our own podcast called Beanie Boys. Share some coffee knowledge. Our first couple episodes, I mean, you might hear like a dog bark in the background or something. We were just filming in John's house. And then we just got an idea together to uh, start going to coffee shops and record. Nice. And everything go around Orlando locally to kind of promote it for the community that way. We can talk about our own subjects or interview people like yourself. We have like a desire or passion that's really unique. 
It's awesome, man. So if you if you had to pick a um like a coffee roast, what coffee roast would you be? Probably medium. Medium roast? Yeah. I, I to be honest, <laughs> no, I don't. Dark roast. I, I know there's a very specific um, clientele that loves the dark roast. They mm-hmm. they like that burnt. They, they call it strong coffee, yeah. but it's not really strong. It's burnt <laughs> coffee. Burnt, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like a, it depends. Like if I'm doing like a pour over, I like something like, like a light Ethiopian or a Brazilian, like something Ooh, okay. light. Um, but I'm going for like just espresso. I like a like a medium, something a little bit more bolder. We used to serve this uh, Guatemalan. Um, it's seasonal right now, but we don't have it. But our tumadres, I I think it's pretty good. It, it's it's pretty nutty. It's not too acidic. Uh, it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm a little bit biased, but so now talking about the coffee, um, no one really questions it when they go to a place like Starbucks because they just order their you yeah. know pumpkin spice or whatever and they go on. But how how hard is it, or how difficult is it for someone owning a coffee business to source coffees and kind of like find the best roast? Do you have to try all these coffees, or do you kind of like? Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm kind of in a unique situation because uh, third wave coffee. So they call it third wave is is essentially what what we are so you have like your first wave your second wave your third wave your first wave is like your folgers right your <laughs> yeah folgers that's you exactly what <laughs> yeah yeah so we consider third wave but yeah. third wave coffee also comes with third wave roasters okay so there's tons and tons of roasters there's, there's a lot of amazing roasters here locally um so for me, I since I'm such a big community person, I want to support all the local. So right now we're getting, um, we work with a private roaster to roast our own beans. Mm-hmm. And then we work with another roaster um, out in Winter Garden. So um, that's who essentially we use um, to farm. We they So here's the thing is, uh, I think running the shop is, is enough work as it is. Yeah. And that's not what I specialize in. I, I'll leave the people that roast, uh, that's their specialization. Yeah. And I'll work with them to pair up a good mix um, to create our beans. So we work with a private roaster to, to kind of say, hey, look, we like this, we want this. They had a couple samples and we liked them and we like, you know what, maybe it needs to be a little bit bolder, switch out this bean or switch out that, you know, that bean. This is kind of what we're looking for. And we worked with them to build build the beans that we sell right now. Okay. Which, yeah, I saw them yeah. over there. Yeah, so um, there's some people that go like direct to farm. Yeah. Um, they can get the beans from there. But for us, it's it's not our forte and it it's way more expensive, right? Because now I have to worry about my baristas. I have to worry about paying an additional roast. I have to worry about finding space or a roaster. Mm-hmm. So in regards to like being cost efficient, it's just not cost efficient for us. Maybe down the road, if I want to, I want to create and make it a bigger entity um, that includes roasting, then I can do that. But I believe like our lane, like every every coffee shop is unique, and everybody ha- kind of has like their own lane. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like everybody has their own niche, and and our niche is is not in the coffee roasting right our our niche if i i mean you you guys should be able to describe what you think our niche is right because you guys are the consumers right yeah but for (laughs) for me i believe that we have we have great coffee we have very creative drinks it tastes good yeah um but the space 
in the community is a bigger upsell than than anything in my opinion yeah what, what right away i can tell from like walking in that there's there's like a special vibe to the place and the people yeah. that were already here before you know we walked in were comfortable they were relaxing like you know yeah. they came here because they wanted to come here not because they were forced to or anything like right. that so so i definitely understand what you mean by like that that vibe or you know that niche that you guys are giving off but so now when you when you say you know you're not roasters that's i get that you know because that's that's a whole different ball game right. you know but now what would you say is the hardest part about kind of like managing all the little caveats of of a business like this like um there's figuring out the coffee you know that's one whole thing you know the baristas is another thing what about managing both the creative and that coffee there's, side man so there's 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 really a lot that goes on and i think that this is where some of my business tech my, my business experience from the past and my, my entrepreneurial spirit kind of comes into play i don't ever want to hold my braces back from being creative when we started this you know my braces helped create create the menu you know mm. i, I kind of allowed them to give to have that freedom too because i, I believe braces are artists as well right yeah they make your coffee they know what tastes good what doesn't taste good mm -hmm. um and they help a lot with that you know so i give them a, a lot of credit for helping us start start this up so we're, we were just a big team that really wanted something different and the breezes i got you know they're they're phenomenal breezes they helped me start this place up um so to kind of like uh answer your question it's it's um it's really difficult because I have to manage the back end operations. Um, you have to understand costs. You have to understand profit margins. You have to consistently look at a performa and, and see what what numbers you're gonna do, how how you're gonna schedule. This whole pandemic has been like really hard because it's been extremely inconsistent for for business wise. Yeah. Like yesterday we were we were like beyond slow, but today picked up a little bit, but it's there's no correlation it doesn't you, you don't know there's no right. correlation to like oh you know what I, I i know like this is gonna be big like i know like mother's day every mother's day would be big you know right. so it's it, it's there's just no correlation right now it's, it's extremely inconsistent you can't staff you can't right. staff yeah. properly yeah. so that's why i'm here that's why i'm here just about every day just so i can help my barista and, and also do things you know and then because uh, we're a small business. There's certain things that, when it comes to food uh, distribution and, and 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 ordering a lot of our stuff, we can't get everything at wholesale. We can't because right. a lot of these companies require you to order a minimum amount. Mm -hmm. So we have to look, work with a lot of local um, people. Yeah, our bakers local local. Um, a lot of our supplies that we get. Um, sometimes I have to piggyback off of other people, larger companies' orders, and I'm grateful for for some of those things. But there, there, there's a lot, man. There's you know operations. There's marketing. There's yeah. the creative aspect of it. Then there's management and managing your employees. Mm -hmm. So it it takes a lot. Yeah, a lot of people don't <laughs> they don't realize how much goes into it. Yeah, I mean, just like if you if you wanted to break it down to a more um, global, you know, kind of like aspect of it, a company chain like Starbucks or Dunkin', they're almost like autonomous. You literally, yeah. you, every, you know, the order comes in every week, no matter what. Yeah. Um, the coffee's always produced, no matter what. They'll yep. figure it out. But if anything were to happen 
you know, for a local roaster here that you were working with, like that, there goes that whole thing, you know, now you got to figure it out last minute type thing. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy, right? Because like you, you depend on, that's why I have essentially two roasters. I, I have kind of like my primary and then my backup. Um, and they've both been great in working with me and creating, creating, uh, brands and coffee that, that we all like and consume. But if like one guy gets sick, I'm yeah. not, guess what? I'm not getting coffee that week. Right, yeah. So I, so I got to find somebody else. So it's pretty, it's, it's, it's hard, man. It's, and like, you know, I want to get back into the routine where I'm traveling a little bit more and, and, you know, I need some type of consistency where I have a, have a manager or somebody that's able to help and, and run this place while I'm not here. Yeah. But one thing is that we do a lot prior to the pandemic was we used to have a lot of community events that we no longer can't have. But once we start back up, you know, you need somebody to run that side of things too. Yeah. So um, essentially we have two parts of the business, right? We have the community and the photography and studio rental side. Mm -hmm. And then we have the, the coffee side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, do they ever, like you said, you never know when it's going to be busy in here. It's going to get slow or anything, but do you have like, more business or at least a consistency with like the photo shoot side? So it started to slowly pick back up on the photo side now because now people are, are they're getting more comfortable wearing masks in public. So they're getting more comfortable with knowing when it's safe to take their mask off and when it's safe to, to take pictures and stuff like that. So from that standpoint, you know, I had to kind of adjust everything the way our tables are we're, we're we're no longer you know as close all these tables that we're sitting at right now are at least six feet apart the tables on the outside are, are eight feet apart yeah you know but there's also uh, <laughs> yeah you, you made it feel very homey yeah, that's for sure <laughs> thank you yeah um but there's also more cost right because I want to be able to make sure everybody feels safe. So if we put hand sanitizer in every single table. We have hand sanitizer when you come in, when you're at the register, um, you know, and, and we want to be able to space everything out. I could easily squeeze in two or three, three more tables on the side, but um, it's just not the right time right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was, just, I was thinking about it. I was like, so the, the photography side of it, that's that's been here since the beginning you, yeah you kind of source that in all right now do you ever find that that tends to like take a lot of like precedence over the coffee side of the business like do you find so or is it like waves like more more creative and then more coffee so what it, i think the concept when we first started it was kind of hard for people to kind of grasp so the studio is a wide open studio right mm -hmm. so photographers and models or people that shoot stuff um it's harder for them to kind of grasp the concept like oh wow it's an open concept i'm going to be taking pictures in front of everybody you know and then they uh most people kind of have like a almost an insecurity kind of like oh mm -hmm. you know I, I don't want to be seen and, yeah. and stuff like that but usually I, I invite photographers to bring their clients in to have conversation here and kind of see if they're open to using the studio. Yeah. But we also have eight foot V flats that you can close and you can oh, ha cool. also have privacy. Yeah. So that's at, really cool. You know, at the beginning, um, the coffee, the coffee, right? The coffee and the drinks, everything right now 
suit takes precedence. This is that's what I push because I know that's where majority of the money is coming from. Yeah, which and the studio is is a plus side. Mm -hmm. It's it's more of a um, a passion where. I want to make it affordable for younger photographers to be able to afford and, and, and use a studio that they never used before. You yeah. know, um, the rate the rate for the studio is fifty dollars an hour. It's that's low. That, yeah, that's that's, that's really affordable <laughs> for but, a studio. Uh, but I also have like lights for them if, if they don't have their own strobes or anything. It, it's pretty bright. They can use a regular camera if it's a fairly decent uh, camera and and not have to use additional lighting. Right. So, and at $50 an hour, that rate is stupid low. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty cool. You're actually mixing your old job and passion now yeah. into their passion, maybe into their job. Like, so like grow, growing up I never really had like a mentor I kind of had to do everything myself and and it was always looking for a, affordable rates especially when you're starting out you don't really have that right <laughs> and, and right now everybody's a struggling artist everybody's a struggling photographer yeah so the least I, I can do is is be able to offer something like that yeah 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 so now I, I kind of want to touch a little bit on what we mentioned earlier about uh, like the COVID-19 and all that stuff and how it affects business did you ever notice um kind of business pick right back up when you like when everyone was getting all their stimulus checks and all that i just kind of i'm curious it's hard so here's here's the thing it's hard to put a, a direct correlation to the stimulus check and this is the reason why is because i spoke to a couple of business and shop owners we're in the, we're in the middle of what they call season right okay so in in the winter it, it just depends it, every business kind of goes up and down. There's going to be like the restaurant business. They probably have a lot of their peak season during, during the holidays because nobody wants to cook. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to go and eat out. But in regards to coffee, the bigger peak season is from that uh, spring into that summer season. Mm -hmm. And that that's what I see as our peak based on the 10 months that I've seen. Um, the wintertime was okay but we were making a lot, a lot of hot drinks. Now that it's it's the summertime, we're turning out a lot of cold drinks, so we're able to push a lot of those drinks out much faster. Mm -hmm. So is there a direct correlation? I'm sure the stimulus checks have helped a lot, and even the unemployment checks ha have helped yeah. too. But yeah, but you know, the thing is, is like, I, I, I can't give you an honest answer where I think they have helped right. or, or they haven't helped. Right. Yeah. We, we just kind of like discuss it every now and then away from the podcast. And we're just like wondering if all that stuff has correlation because, you know, where we work, it, there's definitely like that, that raise in business and then that lower whenever. Like yeah. right now. I would say like hotels, beaches, uh, parks, and everything. Like this is supposed to be their peak. Is summer and end of spring. Right, but because like, everybody's going out more. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Well, I, I would tell you this: school just started last week. Oh yeah, and we right. see we seen a drop in business. So a lot of those kids out were just kind of hanging out in the summer. They were coming and getting drinks. So now 
it's kind of taking a dip. This week we've seen a pretty big dip. So, and I don't know, I don't speak for everybody else. Maybe people just don't want to drink coffee around this time anymore during the summer, but uh, we saw a small little dip. Yeah. It'll probably, honestly, it's probably gonna dip for a second and it's gonna rise back up. And everyone is starting their studies. They're just getting an introductory classes until they get comfortable yeah. with applying places to go study in because now they have to do like work and homework and study. They're gonna get so bored at home. Yeah. But also what affected what I noticed also affected is people that were coming here during the quarantine. So in that March, March, April, May, there was a huge dip, right? Because that's when everything happened and, yeah. and nobody wanted to go out. But June, July really kind of increased a lot. And that's when kids got out of school. Um, college students were out. Yeah. And majority of, majority of our crowd, we actually have a pretty young demographic. Our demographic is like 25 to 34. Okay. So it's a pretty young demographic. Whereas like maybe some other traditional coffee shops, their demographic may be a little bit higher. So our demographic is is fairly young. Now, is is a business like yours um, prepared for like massive growth? Like, let's say that just one day something happens and now tons of people want to come to create. Are you guys? Do you think that you guys are kind of like in the realm of being prepared for that growth? Or um, I would say yes and no. I would say that. We have roughly five baristas right now. Okay. So I could increase more hours for everybody. So I would say I would say in that regard, yes. Yeah. We we could we are pretty prepared for it. The harder part is not really the labor. The harder part is making sure our um, distributors and our vendors, mm -hmm. they are prepared yeah. for that, right? Because right now we're working with, with uh, uh, two bakers that are basically essentially small business. So they, they bake for me as wholesale, but they also have their own business mm -hmm. that they are also running. Um, you know, so it's kind of hard to say is, I would say is, can we get enough product from our other vendors? Mm. So from a vendor perspective, I, I'm not sure. From a labor perspective, perspective, we can definitely handle it. From a consumer and customer perspective, I think we have a pretty high, um, there's a lot of space in here. Yeah. So I could say from a space perspective, yes. And labor, yes. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just curious because it's like from from someone that doesn't manage any like of the the day to day operations like that. It, I've I've always just been curious how like how someone can adapt so quickly to something like. Business in case it stays in that ink line. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm just curious, genuinely, because it's yeah. like, yeah, from from what I do, I just kind of make coffee. You know, I don't make coffee and talk to people. I don't have to worry about the logistics. So, you know, for everyone listening, I do, I do want them to understand that it's not just, you know, you make the coffee and then you're on your way. There's a lot more that goes no, into. There's so much that goes into it, man. Yeah, just, so. just to be able to get product and. Like if we run out of product or we run out of something, I mean, there's been plenty of times where 
you know, a crazy weekend comes and they just sweep us out of all of our in inventory, then then we're rushing to get more inventory. For us, it's a little bit difficult because if you notice, we don't have any storage space. Right. So, because, yeah. Because the studio essentially takes up so much of the, the, the storage. Even though this is 1,600 square feet, it's pretty big. We have a big blank space, empty space that's just the studio. So all our storage that you see is inside the shelves. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't know. I've, I've always wanted to open up my own coffee shop. I think Archer shares that same uh, passion too for having his own business uh, and yeah, selling coffee like and stuff. But more with like day-to-day -day logistics and such. So that's why I like kind of well, I would tell you, don't open one out here. There's, there's two, there's two, in the downtown area, there's like, there's over 30 coffee shops just in wow. this downtown area. I didn't even that, know that. That doesn't even include any of the any of the Dunkin' Donuts or cafes that mm -hmm. are in this area, mm -hmm. or anybody that, or anybody that even has an espresso machine. Means we got. Like 30 within 30 within a five-hour radius. Wow, that's crazy. That's <laughs> I know, right? That's that's 30 yeah. episodes. But all right, so since there's so many like uh, a density of, of stores, have you have you met with the other owners and have you like connected with everybody from there's, all those stores? There's a couple owners that I really get along with. Um, I get along with Lindsay and Brandon at uh Craft and Common. Okay. Um they're they're yeah, they're they're great owners, you know, they're they're really good owners and and I'm I'm thankful for them just talking to them a little more because they have a little bit more they've been around a little bit longer but i talked to them a little you know a little bit more um i don't really talk to any of the other owners you know um i met ben hoyer from credo i met ryan from deeply um but i don't really know of that many other owners that essentially have come in introduce himself i, I know danny from frameworks he's a cool guy too but yeah yeah. All of my friends have worked at all of those places. Yeah. Yeah. One of my friends, Joey, actually opened was one of the reasons who opened Craft and Common, and then uh, he actually moved to be a roaster at Lineage. Okay. And now he's a roaster and barista at two different coffee shops in Tampa. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, if you if you could pick um, if you could pick uh, either the photography or the coffee side for the next, let's say, thirty years, which would you which would you rather go into or stay in? Um, man, it's so that's difficult. A that's a tough one because it's like yeah. there's the complete opposite sides of the spectrum. But I, mean, I remember you said the you know your passion twenty years ago was photography and you got in it. I honestly, I would say photography because it just allows me to do more. It allows yeah. me to travel more. Allows me to see the world. Allows me to capture those those small moments that you, that you cherish. Yeah. Um, I think to be honest with you, coffee is you know coffee is great, but there's a lot of people that can make great cups of coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, just around here, I've, I've you know I've gone to all the coffee shops and I still support a bunch of the coffee shops. I actually just uh, came from Winter Park and I stopped by to support Axum. You know, oh, wow. and so <laughs> it's. You know, I don't, I don't hate or anything. I, I, I welcome the competition, but also our product. I believe our product is so is so unique. Yeah. That it's somebody asked me, Ola, aren't you afraid that you're going to compete with, uh, with Lineage, which is two blocks away? I'm like, no, that really, that's that's not our that's not our, our niche. That's not our our lane. You know, they yeah. they serve phenomenal coffee. The, the coffee is great. You know, but um, our clientele is 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 just slightly different. 
Yeah. And everything we serve on their menu is very different. So famous for the Yeah, that purple pearl. Yes. The taro. You said you and your team created together. We, I, I would say we all did it. We all did it. Yeah. How do you come up with that? Um, a bunch of us. We just like milk tea as well. So okay. it's it was one of those things where like, oh, let's see what I wonder what coffee tastes like in that. Oh yeah. And then just becomes one of those things <laughs> where we just fun. ran to a boba shop, bought it, um, <laughs> and then just threw coffee in it, and it was really good. Wow. So, yeah, it looks pretty good. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. <laughs> It still looks pretty good. It's, <laughs> it's a really good, to be honest with you, it's a really good drinking experience. If you if you don't mix it and you you just kind of keep it in layers, it's like a half latte, half milk tea, basically is what it is. Yeah. So you guys are like famous off that. Sorry. No, you're good. You. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, so I, I'm assuming the, the people that listen to this episode are going to um, hear a lot of what we have to say about the business side and then also the photography, because it seems like you're really passionate in it. Do you have any advice for people that either want to go into photography or maybe even open up their coffee shop? Maybe not in Orlando, but you know, anywhere else. Do you have any advice um, for them? Um, up and coming artists, anything like that? From the photography side, I think the biggest advice I can give anybody is to really hone hone in your craft and know what like know what you're doing. Don't go into a shoot. Like practice and practice and practice a lot. Don't go into go don't don't accept a job and go into a shoot and and kind of guess what you're doing. You always have to be prepared. Yeah. So I'm a pretty or I, I mean I think I'm an organized guy. So any of my shoots I kind of plan for. I kind of like okay I need this I need this I need this, and I kind of make sure I plan for it. So um, if any advice I'd say is be prepared, learn your camera, learn your settings, mm-hmm. and understand that it's not essentially your camera that makes you it's you as an artist that creates these images everything is about the user yeah um learn and just continue to be just continue to learn i'm i'm like a big student at the game even now every day i learn every every day what you know makes me better as a photographer so practice a lot um is you know another piece um from the coffee side it's really hard man because like i would say Coffee is one aspect of it, but marketing, the look and feel, the vibe plays such a huge, huge part in, in, in your business, especially the marketing and advertising side. Like you can have the best coffee in the world, but if nobody knows you're out there, who's going to come? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough that one, I have my MBA, so I understand business, I understand business structure and understand marketing and the diff- different uh, medias and, uh, that are out there. Um, so I'm very fortunate that I was, you know, worked as a marketing director for a while. So I understand the marketing side pretty well. But advice for people that are starting up is really understand the back end business side, understand your margins, understand like how much money you're making, how much money you're losing, uh, how much it costs to, you know, make a cup of coffee, what that cost looks like, how much your labor costs and what percentages should equal what. Yeah. You know, how much how much of your labor are you going to cost? Is is it going to cost you for you to actually make money, make rent? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the most important part you still need that. A lot of people don't take a look into that, you know. They don't they don't add in every single cost. Yeah. They just add in just, you know, what they believe will make them profit, but 
electricity, rent, labor, materials, like goes into it, you know? Yeah. A lot of people just kind of want to start up that business and just let it ride. But yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. The total, the total build out, total build out of this was like around 150. Yeah, but that that includes you know labor and that includes the training aspect of it. So it's that's actually about an average amount for uh, a place that's hundred for 1600 square feet. So so it's 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 about average cost. Yeah. Um, but I also opened the business during a very peak of the economy okay. where, where contractors were able to literally charge whatever the hell they want because they were so damn busy that they were, I, I literally interviewed like 10, 10 general contractors and I got turned, I only got out of those 10, I only got like two or three bids because everybody else didn't even want to submit a bid wow. because this project was too small. I mean, wow. so of course it would be. <laughs> yeah. Now, now they need the work. But con man, contractors are, are the worst people in the world. <laughs> so that, they, that's another they, bit of advice. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you find a good contractor or contractors. They, they never show up on time. They tell you that they're going to be there. They're going to come. They never come. They don't do it. And then like when they do do some of the work, don't, I'm a very detailed oriented person. So sometimes you got to get them to, you know, focus on the details or, or even like some of my GCs I got were recommended to me and they did some fucked up shit, man. They do really <laughs> shitty work. So it's, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's almost expected, honestly. It got, it got to the point, it got to the point where my project was pushed back like five, six months and wow. I didn't really care. I just wanted to open. Mm -hmm. it, it got so bad. Jesus. But it, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it turned out pretty well. You know, the the wait was well worth it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Good question. All of these photos around, and we'll post the highlights so people can actually see. Are all of these yours? No, just a couple. So I would say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say maybe sixty percent of them are mine, and then the rest. So, all the pictures on the wall are from other photographers. Most of them are from other photographers because I want to feature local photographers. But you would not believe how much work it takes for people to just send you a fucking image so they can be featured. Um, they're, they're hesitant. They're, they're like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're hesitant or sometimes they just aren't good at returning emails, aren't good at communication. They're, they're too busy. It looks like the main issue for this and your contractors is communication, I guess. That's a, communication is a big, big problem right. for everybody. Yeah. It's like, damn, you can't even return an email. Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't even have the decency or the respect to just reply. It's like, damn, I just saw you, you, you read my text. You, 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 it says red. Yeah, it says red. And that, you know, some of these people don't, don't know how to turn the read receipts off of their iPhone. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, like no, I didn't. Dude, I didn't call, call out a contract. Was, I didn't call out a contract. This is that, and I told him, I, 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 I saw you read my damn text. Like, where the fuck are you? You're supposed to, 
you're supposed to be finishing this project, you know? Most of the time, it's just like a yes or no. That's it. Dude, it's... <laughs> the, it, and, the and the biggest it. problem is... Sorry if I'm going off a rant here, but... <laughs> like, <laughs> it's... Honestly, I'm I'm a I'm a super thick skin. I have super thick skin. So if you tell me you can't do it, then you can't do it. I'll go find somebody else. I just don't want you wasting my damn time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, that's that's the worst thing. Is like if you waste my time, time is you can't get back time. Yeah, and exactly. Time, and time means money. So if if they can't just be honest with me, I would them say, hey, I can't do this. If, if I'm asking you to produce, you know, 60 pounds, if I'm asking you to produce 60 pounds of coffee a week, and then it's supposed to get to me on Monday, I expect it to get me, come in on Monday. Yeah. And he doesn't get here on Monday and he comes here on Friday. Just tell me, just say, hey, look, we're, we're held up here at the roaster. We have an issue. I'll get you a coffee on Friday. Just give me a heads up. Just tell me. And that's the communication aspect of it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, in, it's, I'm not, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is is you know i don't i don't care i just want communication i just right. want you to tell me what's going on right. the worst thing is is leaving somebody that's guessing like oh i may get my coffee on this day or i may not you know <laughs> yeah. i may get my delivery on this day or i may not or even even like when it goes to like uh the the building of of you know this whole structure if they delayed it five more months because you said it took five months if they de- delayed no. it five no it took longer than five months. oh it took longer oh, it took almost <laughs> a year okay so like let's say they delayed another six months that's a year and a half that's half a year of missed opportunities that's a half that's a year and a half of me paying fucking rent yeah yeah exactly so it's like just you know just say hey i can't do this so you can find the next person that yes. can yeah exactly that's that's true <laughs> but uh yeah any any last words archer um i would say guys listen to this or you see our highlights or instagram twitter or anything Please come visit Korea. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I've been here for when some close friends of mine rented the studio part of this, and it's obviously amazing. And I've been here multiple times for the coffee part of this, and it's always amazing. Yeah. Yeah, really good stuff. I enjoyed my experience, even during the you know whole pandemic and all that. It's a very chill, chill uh, place. Uh, I like the aesthetic a lot too. It's just like very clean. Just kind of really hoping we didn't waste forty five minutes of this time. Uh, nah, Time fine. is money, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily for you guys, we're closed right now, so. Oh, well, perfect. So, <laughs> I, uh, I, I scheduled you guys to come in while we're closed, so I can give my full undivided attention to you guys. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Giving that those first thirty seconds to the podcast. <laughs> Any um anything you want to plug as far as like social media or? Um yeah. So uh, first and foremost, thanks. Thank you guys for coming and take your time and and, and meet with me. I you know I appreciate you. Guys. Yeah. your effort um, I always appreciate other people in the effort if they you know want to take their time and do something to help my business or whatnot so I'm very appreciative and thankful for that um, for everybody is listening uh, follow create coffee that's spelled with a Q Q-R-E-A-T-E coffee if you're into uh, just being a creative or, or want to meet and network with new people or you just love coffee or you want to just come check out the space and hang out you're more than welcome to uh, this is I want to make this like a second home for creators so if you guys need anything done or you guys just want to meet cool creatives come hang out 
Um, if you want to follow me on my social media, my personal page is around Q. Um, you can find me on Instagram and even TikTok now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and also, hopefully, nobody gets easily offended, but we do a really lot of sarcastic and stupid shit just because we, we're just fun people and we want to just have fun. Yeah. So, I, I think I, all of our listeners. They, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, what is it? Like 80% of our listeners are females. Nice. And it's like, I'm sure that they won't use TikTok. I'm, I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks for, you know, enjoying uh, some coffee with us and enjoying yeah, the conversation. Thanks, guys. Thanks for supporting local. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. All right. See you. All right.